Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Digital Hustle. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm joined with my co-host, Joe. And today we're going to be talking about ignoring the noise. And so what I mean by noise is all the different, now that you've done some market research and you put your product out there to see if you, uh, you know, if there's any interest and you found your target audience, uh, you might have a lot of different input and data coming in from all different kinds of resources. Uh, And today we're just going to talk a little bit about that and trying to stay focused while you're going through all that different data and realizing what's important and what's not. Uh, So Joe, why don't you talk about, talk today a little bit about the noise. Yeah, so this is something I have a lot of personal experience with because I I go to YouTube University for everything, and you get a lot of inputs from a lot of different things. So you kind of need to be able to take away like the best things and the things that maybe not be important a bit because I feel like everyone has their own perspective of what's worked well for them, and it may not necessarily work well for you too. Exactly, and you have to be adaptable. You know, at this point, you have to be able to take what they're saying. And what they're not saying and read between the lines, you know, and and compare to what other people are doing and what you think is being and what you think is successful uh, and try to make sure that you're somewhere in between that. Yeah. And as along that line of like staying focused, too, I saw this like analogy a while ago and it was like a guy and he had a glass and he was like, you know, the myth of like having seven streams of income. And he was like pouring water into each glass and he was like, you never actually fulfill your full potential each one because you're like spraying yourself so thin. Whereas like most people to be successful, you fill up one glass until it overfills and then you kind of go into the next thing. And then that starts filling your other glasses. That's that's an interesting, I've never (laughs) never heard that. I've never really even thought of it that way, but it makes a lot of sense. You know, and that's when a lot of people say, don't half-ass one thing, full-ass a whole thing, you know? Uh, and so you want to just make sure that, which is hard in our business, though, because we wear so many hats, right? We have so many different things to do when starting a business. Um, you know, on any given day, you can be doing something that you haven't touched in months and all of a sudden it popped up again and now you have to deal with it. Uh, so you got to make sure that you can pivot really quickly and, and be able to adjust. Yeah. And I think that goes right, right into our next thing of like moving too fast, too slow, because I know it's like we've had those points when we first started where we like, oh, we got so much work. And then we bring on a third person and we hire an assistant and it's like, this person isn't really doing what we need them to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We thought we had uh, more work than we did. You know, it was a lot of work, but realistically it wasn't three people amount of work, right? It's just, it's a two person amount of work, but we also have other things that we're doing. And so, you know, you have to play this juggling game and, and have balance with, you know, all your different projects, whether it's a side hustle or, you know, beginning of the business um, and balancing that with your other projects and your other life. Yeah, because I think one of the biggest things we saw was like, hey, that amount of money we spent on the system, which it did help us in some ways. It's just we we weren't ready for it. If we would have spent that on like buying Upwork credits or buying advertising or something our business probably would have been a lot better place than kind of like slowing us down at that portion. Yeah. But you live and you learn, you know what I mean? We thought we had the need and now we understand like, okay, you know, how do we adjust and how do we balance the books essentially? Right. Like, do we have enough for this or is it worth our hours and our time so we can knock it out? You know, at this point you can just kind of delegate the work, you know, as needed, but in the beginning you can't do that. Right. You know, especially if you have to pay for it out of your pocket, if your business isn't generating the money to pay for that and it's just you guys are funding it yourselves, you know, then it gets really tough. 
right? Now you're paying this person X amount every week, most likely. Uh, and then, you know, you might not have that. So you, then you have to pull, you know, pull it out of your pocket, which is really tough because you're probably already doing that with a lot of other things anyway. You know, you want to, you want to put that back on the business, not yourself. Yeah, it's very important to stay in the present, especially like starting up because a lot of people tend to like look in the future and try to plan for the future. And then you kind of neglect the stuff that you got to worry about today. Yeah. Be in the present. Do, yeah. Only do, you know, folk, like we were talking about on a previous episode, you know, make a roadmap, right? You want to have steps, actionable steps that you can take on uh, goals, but you know, it, you might not always get to where you thought you were going to go or the exact uh, step that you thought you were going to take. You know, you might skip a couple steps or you might, you know, take the long way. It all really depends on your own journey, but you know, you have to, you have to have something that you're, aiming at so that you can keep going in a direction you know and then like we keep saying be adjustable be adaptable because you might go left instead of right and then now you have the whole new set of skills that you didn't know you had or that you didn't know you had to have yeah. you know like hiring or firing or letting you know letting people go stuff like that is it's uh something that you have to really just end up doing uh, to get that experience yeah so i think the biggest thing we kind of learned is like Finding in that finding the noise is like finding stuff that's core to your business that you're going to use, like a CRM. We went through a couple CRMs. We went Cooper, HubSpot. Uh, yeah, a lot of different it, ones. But you know, exactly. If you and that's the thing, right? Like we wanted to see all the different ones, and so you know, we did some research and we did some free yeah. trials and things like that until we found the one we wanted to use. But you know, you kind of have to do that to an extent, right? Like you don't necessarily need to pay for everything. And, you know, even if you get a free trial, you can always email them and be like, Hey, we just haven't made up our mind yet. Is there any way you can extend it? They will always do that. You know what I mean? And then that buys you another month or 14 days or whatever the trial is. Um, or even if you've used up all your credits, their free credits that you give or that you get, you know, they'll give you more just to try to get you to onboard. Uh, so you don't always have to rush into everything, right? You want to take the time to make sure you pick the right products uh, for your company, because that's your infrastructure at that point. You know, these are the tools that you and your team are going to use every day. Uh, so you want to make sure you get something that's user friendly and that does, you know, the things you need it to do. Yeah, I think that goes to another core thing you need is like bookkeeping. So like for managing like your new bills and stuff, it's like I know that's something that you kind of stay on top of and you kind of like always like, hey, we got to do this or where did this come from? And I feel like important for anyone if you're not good at accounting you probably that probably need to be the first thing you probably hire somebody to do <laughs> yeah right because then then you know if you have to submit things to the government or you have to submit yeah. things for taxes or for court or for any of those things you know you you need to make sure that that is to the penny you know and you don't want irs come creeping along for any reason you know and if you if they do you need to have everything lined up for them in the right way according to however your business is set up in those rules and regulations uh, and it can be tricky. So you want to make sure you talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the biggest thing of like, that's not something I really enjoy. Like the managing, like all those little things. Cause I'm more so just like to do the work and processes in place. I think all that kind of stuff is important. Like having documentation and all that kind of rolls into like the politics, like playing the politic game sometimes. Like, when you're an employee, you don't really have to think about all these different things of like a structure. You're kind of just given a goal of, hey, go do this. And you just tap away at your work. And it's a whole different world in the business world. 
Yeah. And as, as a leader, like, you know, even man, like just going back to talk about managing the books, right? Like you have to be on top of everything and everyone and how they're acting and how they're playing with others and things like that. And you have to make sure everything is, is, is meshing well. You know, if you don't have the right team player, we were just talking about, like you might have to let that person go and try to find a new one or try to substitute that work somehow, you know, and it might not always be hiring somebody. You might just be, you know, going to some of these websites that you can hire somebody specifically with the skills that you need to, you know, accomplish the goal uh, and then just hire them as a freelancer the one time and do it that way. But, you know, so there are workarounds, you know, but you want to make sure that, um, you know, you have your hand in all the pots as the leader and as the owner, uh, you know, to make sure that everything is running well, because if you don't, it's all going to fall back on you, right? It's not, you don't have anybody to look, anybody else to look at to, to, for it to fall on, you know, because you're the owner of the company, you're the substance. Yeah. And I think that goes into like a good point of like managing different ideas from everybody. Because one thing you want to do is get people who are smarter than you on certain sections as you kind of scale out to. Yeah, exactly. Like we were just talking about accounting, right? Like I, I'm not, I don't enjoy that either. It's, <laughs> it's really not, you know, especially when, you know, you have all these different platforms and then they do everything all these different ways. Right. So then you get all these different types of documents and uh, styles of documents and you have to like feed through it all and make sure that you, you know, cause a lot of times they'll have for one payment, you'll get two or three transactions because they add a fee and they add taxes separately to the actual service that they provided. So then you in your books now have to match those transactions uh, for everything to line up. And it can get very confusing sometimes, if, especially if you don't stay on it. Right. You have to as soon as somebody makes a transaction, you want to get in there uh, and not have to deal with it. But, you know, managing those things and getting people that are better than you at that stuff and who do that stuff and who specialize in that stuff is, is going to be a better move for you when when you as an organization can get there. Yeah, because I do think we're like, as a society, we're kind of structured for business. So there's just a whole lot of tax breaks and stuff you can do as a business. Like having that stuff, having access to that stuff is big. Yeah, there's a lot of incentives to start businesses and to do different things. And, you know, there's grants and there's money out there and there's different ways to find and fund all these different projects, you know. But first, you want to make sure that you know what you're trying to really do, right? Because then you got all that noise, you know, just because you have good business credit doesn't mean that you should take all this money if you don't know where you're really going to put it yet or if you don't really have a plan for it, right? Because, you know, it's, it's easy to become irresponsible, right? It's hard to stay responsible and be responsible consistently. Uh, and that's what you have to do to succeed. Yeah, because the tax code, just how it is, is built for entrepreneurs. It's like, <laughs> Get experts for the things that you don't know. That is key. Yes. Yes. And we're we're not afraid to do that. Yeah, definitely. Not. I'm not afraid to say I'm not an expert, right? Yeah. Like if I don't know something, it's easier to say I don't know. And let's find the right person who does know or let's find the information ourselves. Right. You know, like we can do a lot of different things, but there are certain things that you really don't want to do or, or you don't really want to. You can't afford to get wrong. You know, so you got to get those things. Lawyers, doctors, you know, anything that you need, like that specialists for those goals. Yeah, it's definitely important of like in that phase of like once you get ready to start looking at people like, oh, I need to hire somebody for this. Be wary of like friends and family, because I've seen a lot of personally where people where it kind of destroys relationships. Yeah, like, and you hear horror stories about some of this stuff, yeah. too, you know, and it's like, how do you live like that? You know, it's but, you know, for, for me, I've been lucky enough that, you know, if I've ever gone into business with friends or with family, like I'm very clear up front about how 
it is supposed to be and how we are supposed to be and how it's going to be, you know, if, and, and if something goes wrong, this is how it's going to work out because, you know, the relationship between you humans and your, your uh, significant others, whether that's friends, family, whatever, uh, you know, you or just a business part, partner that you, you're very serious with. You need to take care of those people. The people are more important. You guys could fail creating a business. And if you have that same relationship, you can get back together, bring bring to the table. Hey, this is what we learned. This is what works. This is what didn't work. And, you know, collectively, you guys are still together. But you don't want to, you know, you don't want to let it destroy relationships because it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you yeah you may think like, hey, I want to go in with someone I trust and stuff, but I feel like when those expectations of changing up, hey, I'm putting a lot of work into this and I want to see something from this, it can kind of change that whole dynamic. Yeah, and you have to manage all of that. And like, you know, there's a lot of feelings that can get involved if someone's not feeling heard or if someone feels like their opinion isn't being taken you know or anything like that like you can have a lot of issues there and uh, those are some of the headaches you want to avoid but you can do that by clear communication and honest communication you know you define the roles and you know and understand how it's going to work when you guys have an issue like how are we going to work it out when we don't see eye to eye you know have some some of those conversations that way when things happen it's not you're not blindsided you know you've had a conversation about it before and you've discussed how you'd like to go about it and you know you, that might change a little bit but you can still do that yeah i think you know i think the biggest thing of like it's sad to say but how the world is that for businesses and most relationships to thrive it has to be kind of beneficial and i think like that's one thing that kind of worked with us is that you have the business acumen, and I have the technical skills. So we're both beneficial in the equal eyes, and we see each other as equal. And I think that's super important going into it. Yeah. And, <laughs> if, and if it's not going to be 50-50 or whatever, you know, say that right up front. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, I'm in charge. I'm the one that's <laughs> going to have the final decision, and this is how it's going to be, right? And if if that doesn't work for you, you don't need to be a part of this team. You know, you just got to be clear about it, you know, and, and as soon as you do that, then you can start working without having to worry about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It rolls right into like our like next point of like persistence of like, <laughs> like a lot of things going to come up along the road of like, oh, it doesn't seem like it's working. And then you kind of got to just stick through it and kind of, it doesn't always work out, but sometimes it's the lesson that you kind of may learn from that hardship that kind of thrust the next thing that you're going to go into yeah definitely i mean how many meetings have we had for potential jobs that we've not gotten you know it, it's it's weary it, it can beat down on you you know what i mean but all it takes is one guys this one job one hit yeah and that's it right you can land the customer of your lifetime that's going to take you to the next level and then your whole world's going to change you know what i mean but that and then maybe not it might take years and years and years but if you don't keep going then you're never going to have that shot. You know, look at how many like really famous people who blow up, like uh, the guy that did KFC, he didn't hit until he was, uh, you know, at past his fifties, you know? So it's like, you just never know, but you know how he did, he kept consistent. He failed and he kept going. He had a dream and a vision and he knew what he needed to do and he kept going. And that's what you got to do through, through the ups and downs, because even on the ups, it's not always great. You know, during the happy times, there are still trials and tribulations that you have to go through. Uh, and so you just want to stay positive and, you know, keep your head on straight. Yeah, I think the biggest thing of in those downs, you have to kind of think of it in the perspective of what can I get from this? Because one thing I've learned is like, 
I go and do these conference calls and I think, hey, it's going well. And then they never, I never hear back from them. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. you know, everybody feels good at the end of that phone call, never hear from them again. You know, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the that freelancing part of trying to get those jobs. It's just part of the game, right? You have to do it. So you have to develop a thick skin because it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Yeah. And I think that rolls into, like, the next point of, like, knowing your value, too. <laughs> I yeah. think that was the biggest thing for us when we first started. Like, we took a very underpaying job that took a lot of work. <laughs> a, lot of a lot of effort. Yes. You know, ultimately we did, you know, we got what we needed from that, which was a lot of experience, right? And we got a good review and things like that. Um, but, you know, at a certain point, you, you do start knowing your value, what you're worth, what you're bringing to the table. Uh, you know, in, in the beginning, you got to do a lot of jobs for free, right? We've talked about that. Um, but there's a difference between uh, doing a job for free and then doing a job for low money that isn't, you know, it's beneath, essentially beneath you, right? Like you deserve more than what you're getting. Uh, and you kind of, whether you put yourself in that position or not, right? Like you just took the job and so you gotta, you gotta see it through, yeah. but you take that, you do that. And then you learn, and then, you know, going forward, like, this is what I'm willing to do. And then this is what I'm not willing to do. And a lot of them is like looking in the market. So like we use Upwork which is one freelancer, but looking on Indeed and kind of just looking at what people are getting paid in those same type of roles or jobs that you want to do. Because you yeah. obviously want to at least be at the average. Exactly, right. And then when you bid for the job or whatever, you can go up and down on that. Like sometimes you want to cut, you know, if, you're, if your hourly rate is 50 bucks an hour, you know, to get the job, you might have to go down to 40 bucks an hour but it'll be worth it in the long run, right? And then now you got another customer. You don't know who, who that customer knows who might need your services as well or how, you know, they might have a big scale, uh, you know, of stores or whatever it is. So uh, you never know, but you got to keep, you know, you got to keep going through that, keep applying, uh, keep your head on, go get through the failures because it'll happen. Yeah, because through the testing and trial where I've learned and discovered that I do not like the concept of working per hour. Yeah. Like, I would, I would much rather just give you a flat rate. And if I do it in under or more, it'll kind of just be my pace. This is what the whole project entails. And yeah. this is about how long it should take. And this is what you're willing to do it for. Yeah. Um, you know, things, things can change. We all know that and you have to adjust. And, but as long as you have clear communication with your customer or with your client, then, you know, then you guys should be on the same page the whole time. Right. And and then, you know, when things change that it's not going to be the end of, end of the relationship or anything, you guys are just going to move on together in the right direction. Yeah, because that's a big thing I'm like not being taken advantage of, too, because there's a whole lot of people out there that want the most value for the least amount of it. So it's like you might get stuck in those traps sometimes. So you have to be careful of what people tell you. I think the biggest thing I've heard all the time, and I know a lot of people run into this of Hey, you do this for me. I'll make sure I'll tell somebody about it. <laughs> and you know, it never comes. Through yeah, it, right? like it never actually comes through. It happens, and so yeah. you, know, you end up just having to keep doing the same things you were doing, which is good. You got to keep. That's another thing. You got to keep reaching out and keep trying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and like a no negotiation too. You have to be ready to negotiate because people are gonna come in with their price in their head. But a lot of times what I learned is that if you know your value and you learn how to, like, communicate your value to that person, whether it may be through presentation, some people can just do it through words. You kind of got to find your own little thing. But if you're able to show that to a person, a lot of times a person is willing to spend more because 
overall, they just want ROI. And if they feel like they can get that from you, you know, and, and along with some of the other things we've discussed, like, then they know you're the person that they want to work with. And when, once you do that job and you do it as best as, as, as good as you can, and they're happy, you know, they're going to think about you next time. And that's what you want. You want that person to keep coming back. You want those projects to, to, for you to be the first one that they think about when they need that, that sub product or service. Yeah. What I always tell people is like, a lot of times when I meet with clients, I tell them that they're kind of paying for experience. Because it's not just one thing they're kind of getting. It's the communication. It's the project management. It's all these different things. And when they see it all in picture, they're like, oh, that's exactly what I need. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's hard for them to wrap their head around because, you know, sometimes just a phone call doesn't do it. Right. You know, a video conference or a presentation, like you said, might be the next step. You might need to go in front of them, just show up and be like, hey, you know, do a face to face even sometimes just depending on on what it is, but you have to be personable and you have to be present and you have to be the guy, the, the person that they want you to be. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for listening today. Uh, I, f- I feel like our conversation went really well. I uh, gave you a little bit in- of insight into what to do when, you know, times are tough, when times are good and how to just persevere through a lot of the different things that you might run into as a business, as a young entrepreneur. Uh, so we would just want to thank you again for listening and hope you come back next time. Okay. Mm-hmm.